Hello, everybody. This is uh, Christopher Carter. Thank you for joining today. This is uh, the very first in a series of podcasts, and this series is called the uh, Warrior Discipleship Series, and it's episode one. And um, this uh, podcast is primarily targeted at the Christian believer who has been a believer for some time and is beyond the fundamentals of Christianity and ready to move on into um, evangelism and situations where they are, uh, where you're ready to be trained and you're ready to share your faith and you're ready to really become what the Bible calls a huios, and that word huios is a Greek word that means fully matured son or daughter of God. So let's get started. We're going to go right into it. This is called The War in the Heavenlies, Episode 1. When uh, when one looks at the daily news reports, it's not hard to see that we are in a type of war. It is a war of culture, and it is a war of contrast ideology a war about who we are and what we believe and why we believe it and let me first deal with perhaps be an over exaggeration I guess to some degree of my own insecurity and and because I have been, as it were, on a mountaintop since 1998. And on that mountaintop, I was pretty securely isolated from uh, much of what was going on in the Western church, certainly the church in America. And I have always tended to be a guy who pushed back against... uh, organized religion as a practice where that practice led us away from a heartfelt understanding of the scriptures and the motive and intent of the Lord and his enlightenment by the Holy Spirit to teach us about the kingdom that's not made with hands. If you have ears to hear what I just said. And so it was the Apostle Paul who said, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So that if you are not experiencing righteousness, which is right standing with God, which can only come through the word, imbibing the word, imbibe means to absorb into the mind, And letting that word like yeast move through the lump of bread dough, which is you, (laughs) slowly but steadily till it leavens the whole lump. If you're not experiencing that righteousness and the peace that comes from it and the joy because your mind is being transformed 
by that same word, Paul used, I believe it was in Romans, that verse. It said, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The word transformed there is a Greek word, metamorpho, which is like a butterfly. A caterpillar turns into a butterfly. That transformation, that metamorphosis, is the goal of God your Father and mine, the very purpose that he sent Christ to redeem us so that we could join him in this war of the heavenlies and be restored to our rightful place as commanders and generals and colonels and captains and majors and lieutenants and and warriors of all kinds in his army. And so, from the very beginning, God wanted a family. I asked the Lord for a song at the beginning of this year. And um, I do, every year at the end of the year, I, uh, I pray around the fall, October, November, December. And I begin to seek the Lord, and I ask him about... We, I, I go back into an inventory of things that we accomplished from the previous year's goals, and then I seek him about the coming year's goals. And last year, 2017, I asked him, could I have one great, really great song from you that I could write and record and produce? Because I got out of that when I left Oklahoma City and came to Nashville, Nashville, which is ironic because you would think you come to Nashville to be a songwriter, which I thought I did, but that whole thing was out of order, and that's what the last 20 years have been, has been about. It's about getting this servant of the Lord, this, this man of God, healed and in right standing in a way that escaped my understanding in many ways 20 years ago. Again, ironically, after I had been pastoring full-time for eight years, and 10 years, actually, of full-time, air quotes, you know, full-time ministry. Anyway. So, the, the lyrics of this song go like this. When the universe began in just one tiny moment, and time and space expanded in your hand, from your heart came a family, and everyone that can be, in a paradise that only you could bring, and in a world where only you could be the king. There is no other king but Jesus. There are no other gods but God. There, is, there are not many pathways to God. There is the way, the truth, and the life. Not a way, not a truth, not a life, but the. And it is in this man, Christ Jesus, who was, as they 
colloquial say, if you can say that word real fast three times. The colloquialism is he is God with skin on. Whose father literally was God, not Adam. And that's another teaching why that matters. You cannot have Christianity without Christ. And everything that Christ said about himself and his 12 disciples and all the others coming after them who gave witness of this man. His, his works, his life, his ministry, his death, and his literal resurrection from the dead. And so, over the years, up here in Nashville, working my consulting business and so on and so forth, I, I began to pray and seek God. And he, he told me when I left in 2000 or 1998 that you'll be back, is what he said. And I knew that it wasn't back, coming back to Oklahoma. I knew it was back in right standing with him and in the calling, we call it a calling, a purpose for, the, for my life. And we all have one. Without exception, we all have one. Even those who have not accepted Christ, those who do not identify with Christianity, everybody from conception is called into eternal life. And God has gifts that he's, placed in you that need to be activated and grown and developed and matured and some people don't ever achieve that they don't ever make that choice but it doesn't change the fact that God is not willing that any should perish but that all how many all should come to repentance so there is a war in the heavenlies the Bible talks about it, and I believe over in Revelation where it's referring to the dragon. I'm just quoting this from memory, and I'm paraphrasing it, so bear with me. There was a war in heaven, and Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, the devil and his angels, and Michael prevailed. The Apostle Paul referred to something he called or that we call, that I call, the order of first things. I've heard other people preach on this. The order of first things is that which is spiritual first, and then after that, that which is natural. So the, the Bible doesn't, is not, doesn't exist because science says so. Science exists because God made it so and he tells us so or tells us about that in his word it's not with a, with a lot of detail but it's there in the Pentateuch in the book of Genesis and by, and by the way I'm not one of those people that believes and I believe in apologetics Jesus Christ invented apologetics when he returned from the wilderness and he went into his, lo his temple, in the, or in the temple there in his hometown, and he opened up to Isaiah, and he read, the Lord has anointed me to, you know, 
heal the brokenhearted, to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. I'm paraphrasing again. And he closed the book, and then he looked at everyone and said, Today, this is fulfilled in your hearing. Well, everyone knew that was a passage about the coming of the Messiah. And they immediately interpreted it as blasphemy. <laughs> but this was the first advent of this man, Jesus. And so God wanted a family, I think, I believe, is one of the reasons. And the, he, and the devil stole that family away from him. And because God is not a loser and he's never lost, he was determined to get his family back. Even after his family had broken his law and vi violated his law and in, and in so doing rejected him and in the spirit as the Bible describes it when that happens you are eternally separated from the creator who was and is and is to come and is all things and all existence and life comes from him I don't, don't ask me to explain that I cannot I know there are folks who think, well, you've got to explain this to me and how this works before I'll believe it. Then you're never going to get there. I'm sorry. You have to take a step of faith. God has required that. The writer in the book said, anyone that comes to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And without faith, it's impossible to please him. So you've got to come the way he said. I mean, it literally is His way. But it's in that way, there is life and liberty. There's deliverance. There's victory. Not without a battle, but there is victory in the battle. So God wanted a family. He came for us. This process of Him coming involved all of this history from Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, traveling down into Egypt, 400 years of bondage, the deliverance of his people, the sons and daughters of Abraham, out of the bondage of Egypt, and Pharaoh was a type of Satan. And that 400 years was a type and shadow of the earth people being bound and enslaved by the devil to serve him at his will, at his whim, in suffering, in bloodshed, in oppression, and dying. And Moses was a type of Christ, a deliverer, sent of God, and with supernatural signs and wonders and power, literally picked up their things and walked out. And that is a perfect image of Christ. God was setting the stage historically for us to see. Now, I don't believe that because I see it. I believe that because I have faith first and the signs also. Okay?
Hello, everybody. This is Christopher Carter. I would like to tell you about my latest book release entitled No God, No Self, No Others. That's no spelled K-N-O-W. This is a book of truisms or maxims that I began writing in the early 90s when I would be out on a prayer walk or during my times of personal devotion, and I was trying to solve a problem or to make a particular decision. For example, to face challenges in life is human. It's how we deal with them that makes us who we are. Or, youth always expires and wisdom never expires. It's a great devotional book. The chapters are very short. You can open up pretty much anywhere and just read the maxim and then read the commentary. I believe it will help you in your devotional. It's available in Kindle, paperback, and hardcover on Amazon.com. You can find out more at my website at www.ChristopherLynnCarter.com.